Okay, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Manifesting with Meg in October. I am so excited to welcome my amazing guest for the month of Empowered Through Service. And I couldn't imagine anyone better than this beautiful human being, Pam Grout. Um, before we start, I want to welcome everybody to the show and thank you all for joining us tonight. And before I introduce this beautiful person, because believe me, you guys are going to be inspired tonight and it's really going to shift your energy. And that is my intention. And literally that's both of our intention to come out here and just be a burst of really, really delightful, fresh air tonight. So um, before I go on any further, I want to say that we're here with episode 47 the theme tonight is you get to decide which i can't imagine a better one at this point because as we are turning the corner from october to november clearly we all have to decide so what kind of america we want to live in and how we want to treat each other and what kind of beautiful experience we'll have in this beautiful world moving forward. Um, this is a show about life transformation. This is a show about living your dreams. This is a show about spiritual inspiration, finding true happiness, and my favorite, discovering bliss. And it's time to manifest the life of our dreams tonight together. So before I continue, welcome Pam Grau. And what an honor and amazingness it is to have you here tonight. I've been saying all day, something wonderful is gonna happen and it already has started. So thank you so much for joining me and my audience tonight and in bringing the wisdom that you have to share. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Meg, for inviting me on. I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. So this is just a realization of a dream for both of us. So thank I you know. for inviting me and thank you for all the work you do. I mean, you just do amazing work out there in the universe. And, you know, we need more people like you that are helping us, you know, shift over. So thank you for the work that you do. Oh my God. Thank you so much. And, you know, um, literally I have this beautiful journey and a lot of it um, has been inspired by happening upon this beautiful little book, E Square. Um, I was blogging one day and this other blogger was talking about it and I love anything that'll show me how to look for possibility and feel the potential like you speak to. We'll get more into that, but I do want to make sure everyone knows who you are and why I'm so like inspired by you and your path and what you bring to the world. And I love this picture of you with these awesome, like a, you weren't like jumping in a, a pool of balloons or balls or <laughs> just awesome. Yeah, it's a ball. Pit, you know, like those ball pits. I don't even know if they probably don't even have those anymore because of the pandemic. But you know how you could jump in and kids would always do that. So that's me in a ball pit at a oh, at awesome. a retreat that we gave in actually in Florida, in Orlando, Florida. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and you know, um, I want to say um, that bliss is not an abstract idea. It's an attainable state of being. Whoever you are, when, when wherever you find yourself, you're just steps away from the life you desire. And it's just time to really ready to wake up and actually embrace the world, the universe of packed with possibility. So before we begin, Pam, this show is all about intention and we set our intention at the outset and you pick a number and at the end of the show, we go ahead and I will speak to that intention with regard to you reading a page from, from the Magical Guide to Bliss. Um, this show is based upon each month in the Magical Guide to Bliss and this beautiful author, Pam Grout, is one of my wonderful blurbs in this beautiful book. Like I said, people are put in your path to inspire you along. And certainly she was one of those inspirations for me. So let me just hide the, the, the picture so we can get back to us. And away we go. And the text on the screen will read tonight that you do, in fact, get to decide. So Pam Grout, let me introduce you to those people who don't know you. And, and I know my circle knows you because I talk more about you than anything else. But Pam Grout is a number one New York Times bestselling author of 20 books, including the brand new Course of Miracles Experiment, a starter kit for rewiring your mind and therefore the world. So I definitely encourage all of you, if you need a hit of inspiration and shifting possibilities, this is a great book for, for you, definitely. She's a freelance writer who has published with Scientific American Explorations, Outside, Men's Journal, People Magazine, Travel and Leisure, and many other publications. She's the creator of the TV series, Going Rogue, and the wacky proliferator beyond, behind two popular blogs, 
amazing blog, by the way. So I will definitely put all your feeds in the in the chat afterwards so people can find you because I really, really, really would encourage everyone to grab on to inspiration where you get it. And this is a wonderful place. Her current focus is the Tutu Foundation, which we will talk about in a bit. And she started it to honor her magical daughter, Tasman, who has been guiding her from the non-physical since October 15, 2018. Um, once again, I will put your feed, uh, your information in the feed afterwards, but um, I want to honor Taz and I want to say, you know, it's her week of her birthday too on October 8th. So I know she's here with us and I love the fact that she's here with us because two magical grouts in one room, I can't imagine what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> so before we continue, um, can you tell the audience a little bit about your journey so far so you can give them a good idea, you know, where the books came from and, and how you were inspired to step into this path? Well, I've been so blessed in my life uh, with my career. I've always been able to do the thing that I love to do, which is write. So the nice thing about being a writer, and I've been a freelance writer for a really long time, is that you can, whatever you get interested in, you can write about it. You, know, you just get an assignment. You want to meet a particular person, you get an assignment, and then you get to go interview that person. So it's just been really fun. But I've always been interested in spiritual topics, you know, manifesting law of attraction, just you know just this beauty of the universe that's out there and available for us and so it was really a natural progression that then i would begin writing books about that topic because it's something i'd always loved and i'd actually used it a lot to launch my travel writing career you know to do so many of the things that i've been able to do and i thought well, you know, people need to know more about this and how to do it. So anyway, I wrote, wrote the book E Squared, which was actually my 16th book. <laughs> you know, and it, it became this big, you know, international bestseller. But um, anyways, but it happened to be my 16th book. And as far as my career, I've done like half my books have been uh, travel books. I've done three books for National Geographic, as well as some books about, you know, Kansas, where I'm from and Colorado and various like, huh, I like quirky things, so I've done several books about quirky things in my state and in Colorado, but as well as these three books about meaningful vacations for National Geographic. And then the other half of my books are the kind of books that, you know, you and I write, Meg, the kind of books that hopefully inspire people to, you know, be more, to, you know, trust in this goodness of the universe and to really, you know, change their focus um, from, which is really what, you know, you get to decide is really, if it's if, it, if indeed that's true that we get to decide why would any of us decide anything but what would be the most positive one of the things i always like to say is that you'd never go into a department store pick out the ugliest outfit and take it to the counter i mean who would do that or you wouldn't go in and look at a menu and then pick the dish you least like but so often i think what we do with you know what we allow to take over our consciousness we pick the thoughts that scare us or the thoughts that aren't pleasant and we do get to decide so that's a real important thing once we really get that that we do get to decide you know your whole life starts spinning in a whole new direction wow you know and we have some people on tonight deborah weed as well as d brewer who have been fans of yours for years shouting out to you and so excited to hear you live and and literally they got to decide to join us tonight to hear whatever it is that they need to hear and i think that that's really kind of cool with the synchronicity of life too you know and i love how you say trust the goodness and i love how you said you would never pick an ugly outfit and go buy it really <laughs> like why would you do that so why would you pick thoughts that really infect your mind and really bring you down into this low place and and literally i i, I you know at a certain point in time you um clearly have to shift yourself or you come to that awareness that it doesn't have to be that way it can there is possibility in other ways and i and you and i what i came up is you wrote a blog about george clooney slept here and you know i've always wanted to ask you why do you use george clooney because i was like I like George Clooney, he's a great actor. Obviously he means something a lot more to you in your travels than, than you know, just seeing him as an actor on the stage. Oh, it's kind of funny. Well, there used to be a thing, and I don't know if you've heard of it, but almost every old hotel or old restaurant back East would say, George Washington slept here, right? Yeah. It's like, so, you know, you'd want to go visit where George Washington slept. So yeah. basically it was just a take up on that. When I decided to do a luxury travel blog, again, you know, I've done lots and lots of travel writing in my life. I just thought that was kind of a funny thing because 
you know, George Clooney, of course, would stay at the nice places. So anyway, I just chose that. And sometimes I'll get people will, you know, write on that. They, oh, can you send this to George? Or one time I had his <laughs> own high school English teacher write to me. So I have no affiliation with George Clooney. Other than I just thought it was kind of a funny name because it's going to take off on the George Washington slept here. So that's how it all came about. And when I first started it, I had the idea that I was going to take a big cardboard cutout of George and then, you know, do at least one selfie of the cardboard cutout and me. But I and I did do it on one of my trips, one of my assignments that I did. But I, I kind of, you know, carrying around a cardboard cut out of George Clooney. I mean, nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But anyway, it just became a little unwieldy, so I didn't follow through on that part of it. Oh, but that's anyway, that's that's the story behind that blog. I was going to ask you, did you ever actually meet him in person? Did you happen upon a place where he was? No, you know, I've met many, many. Well, not many, but I have met, you know, movie stars from time to time. And he's not one that I have had the fortune to meet, at least not yet. Yeah, not yet. Not exactly, not yet. And, you know, I, I do want to go back to the whole notion where, you know, you talk about the field potential. And I think it's really kind of a, a basic 101 about, you know, what you want to bring in. Can you can you tell the audience literally what that is for you? And I love when you say the do divides because I'm a huge big Lebowski fan. So that one like just spoke. <laughs> but um, yeah, talk about the field of potential and, and maybe, uh, you know, give them a foundation or like an anchor to really start whatever thought process that they might have with regards to the possibilities that exist. Yeah, I like to call it the field of infinite potentiality. That, I mean, some people in the past would have called it God. Some people call it the universe. Um, but I call it the field of infinite potentiality partly because the word God has a lot of baggage for some people. Yeah. So I didn't want to turn anybody off. So there is this field out there. And it kind of, I, I'm a mixture of um, spirituality and I also do some quantum physics and science and that kind of thing. So it's sort of, it's this, the, the quantum physics talks about this field. You know, we all live in this field. And, so there are so many different possibilities in the field. I mean, infinite, literally infinite. I mean, that's such a huge number. It's not really a number, but we can't even get our minds around it. Yeah. So the more we're open to all these different data points, all these different things that could be, the more we can you know, have in our life. So what ends up happening though, most of us, there's a term called collapsing the wave. So we learn the world is like this, we learned that um, these are the rules you have to follow. And so as we start learning these things, we literally collapse the wave. And so what we're able to see are less and less of all the possibilities. So what I try to do in my work is to just have people let go a little bit of all those concrete ideas that they have about this is the way the world is. Because the more, you know, we animate into our life whatever we put our attention upon. So if we start putting our attention more on possibilities, on, you know, what could be, things just open up in a whole new way. So that that's sort of it in a nutshell, the field of infinite potentiality. And I just love that. Like I said, it's it doesn't have any baggage. It's just this you know, it's teeming with energy and possibility. And, you know, I just I just like that term. And so, you know, I call it the FP, the field of potentiality. So that's kind of its little nickname. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things, one of the first experiments in the book that you do is that, you know, you ask the FP, you know, to bring me something so amazing that it has to be beyond the imagination. So it kind of gets your, and, and I see what you're talking about when you're saying collapse the wave, you know, when, you know, you start to fix into this mindset that you, um, you don't see what's really there because you only see what you're being told to see, which is interesting, like illusory. And, and, and really when you get to a point where you're like, no, 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 that's not the way it is. It starts to, you're like, you start to see things differently. You're like, I always compare it to like a Shakespearean play when stage right people walk in and they're like, oh, look at there. And then there you're just like, ah, and then you're really vibing this really great, great experience. And I love how you say, you know, the let go of the constructs that you've been taught over and over. And, 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 and I kind of like be in that pit of balls once again, where you're the child again. Right. And, um, I want, I want to follow up with that because, you know, you know, the quote today is nothing happens until you get to, until you decide. And that's Stanley Tarecki. And I think that ultimately uh, 
you know, playing off of what you said, well, you get to decide whether what you choose to see is real or illusory. You get to see what it is that you want to see. So when we come out of this 2020 great pause, like we were talking about before the interview, you know, maybe we were running so fast that we got caught up and we lost our breath literally. And now this time is where we have to engage the breath again and and step back and really decide at this point, this focus in this moment of who we want to be and how do we want to live in the moment. And um, I know that you were telling me, you know, you've been out in nature. Um, there, you're, you're, where you are is you can engage, you know, perhaps maybe, you know, the natural element rather than, you know, what we, you know, get caught up in the daily. We don't see Mother Nature's beauty. <laughs> Literally, I, I do take a moment and see, you know, those things that you're just like in awe. And ever since my daughter sang "Feed the Birds" from Mary Poppins, I swear to God, <laughs> I pigeons every day. They fly yeah. on my balcony and they wait for her. And I guess they think that they're going to get some food. But I wanted to ask you. How do you interpret this these days, you know, um, as as you continue, because you really do have a calling that's very powerful and very strong and people respond well to that. How do you plan on continuing on this path, on this calling, you know, in light of what we've just gone through as a, as a country, as a nation, as a world? Well, I have tried to um... I do various projects like in the beginning you know I sponsored this stay at home dance thing so my partner and I got out there we did this goofy 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 <laughs> dance and then we you know for the first 22 people that also would do their little goofy stay at home dance we we funded I think we said 222 dollars I believe it was to you know these 22 charities um so so we've done that but I think you know what my gift is really is sort of translating a lot. I mean, I'm, I haven't come up with anything new. I mean, these are just facts about the way the world is, that the yeah. world is abundant, that the world is miraculous. I mean, all these things that happen. But what happens is we forget to see them or we, again, we've conquered eyes. We've collapsed the wave of a different mm -hmm. way of looking at the world. So I think my work really is to try to get people to let go of the, like you said, those, those beliefs that they have. And as far as, um, what I'm going to continue to do the pandemic, probably just the same thing, you know, just continue to, um, you know, open people's minds as much as possible. I, I, I do blog pretty regularly. And so I do that. I'm getting ready to, you know, start taking pictures for the next uh, two award. So I don't know. I've just got various things. And I guess the biggest thing I like to do is to get guidance from something bigger than me because again i'm very aware of the limitations that i have you know i can only see further than you know what i've been taught so i really want to let go of that for myself and i really want to be true and honor whatever it is that i'm being called to do you know and be able to hear that to be able to you know go inside meditate as much as possible to really get that thing that is mine to do this is one of the my favorite things that I learned from you, and it was sorry, it was um, the when you wrote in the sand your wishes and you let it be taken away by the ocean. I, you know, I, I, I it's such a beautifully simple concept, but you brought it to light in my life. And I go to the ocean and I do that, and I always think of you. So I was like, you know, <laughs> like the blessings from afar. But because you know. You're the one who taught me, then you know, I teach other people to do the same. And I love this picture. I found it on your page and it was gratitude is a magnet for miracles. So, and that's like your thank and grow rich book, literally. But you know, the component with I don't know what I always wanted to ask you, what inspired you to go to the ocean? I mean, I you know, I always say message in the bottle, put it out to the that's like you don't want to litter the universe. You don't want to put the crap in the ocean, you want to keep it clean. But that was such a brilliant idea. And then just watch the universe take it away and and see what happens yeah that was a fun story and um e squared was getting ready to come out again like i said it was my 16th book and certainly i've continued to write books and you know none of them you know took off into the atmosphere like this one did but anyway so i happened to be at my sister's house in savannah georgia and so on new year's eve of 2015 oh, it came out 2015 so it would have been 2012 um, we were there, we went out to watch the fireworks on the beach and I, you know, my book was going to come out January 23rd or 28th, whatever it was of 2013. So I just thought, oh, I'm going to just write a big, um, affirmation in the sand. I mean, literally it went on, I just got a stick and I wrote E squared 
will be an international bestseller. Love it. And then I just let the, you know the waves come in and take it out into the world. And certainly that's exactly what happened. And it's funny you're showing that picture right there. That's my friend Rhonda. I always call her never never say no to fun Rhonda. That's her feet. And she actually I think put up that little meme or whatever. But yeah. So that's fun to see Rhonda's feet. Hello, Rhonda. <laughs> Hello, Rhonda. Yeah. She's joining us tonight. I love it. I love it. And and you know how how um, how gratitude plays a role in your life as well. It's really important. After you read, after I read, "Thank and Grow Rich," it really is. The more thankful we are for our blessings, the more rich our lives become because we actually acknowledge those blessings. And and the premise of your book. Why don't you speak to that a little bit as well? The whole idea behind "Thank and Grow Rich." Right. Well, what happens? In fact. Even in the back as far as he squared, I did have a quote from Willie Nelson, and he said, "You know, once he started counting his blessings, everything changed in his life." So again, we're talking about letting go of those beliefs that we have. So one of our beliefs that we have is that life sucks and then you die. I mean, I know that even I mean, a lot of people think that's the way the world. That's the reality. They think that's the way it is. So as you start focusing more on gratitude, things that are you know, wonderful that are happening and you just start looking for that, then you're going to start seeing that. And about the time that E Squared came out, not only did I do that affirmation in the beach, but I also started, it wasn't initially called the AA 2.0 program, but that is what he, what eventually I started calling and I ended up doing a blog post about it. And then I ended up, you know, doing this whole book about it. But what it, what it was, you know, everybody's heard of the AA program, right? The right. 12 step program. Well, this is 2.0 and it's just a two step program and I'm all about smooth and easy. <laughs> so what happened is it's this two step program. It's like you get up first thing in the morning and you say, or this is something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today. And that's where the AA came from. I mean, how easy is that? Before you start your day, it's just like setting an intention, something amazingly awesome. You're not saying I want this and this and this to happen. You're just saying I am open to miracles. It's another way of saying I'm open to miracles. And then the second step of this two-step program is I have what I call my possibility posse, and it's five friends, and we text each other blessings from the day before. Yeah. And I've always been big on you know gratitude, you know writing in my journal things that I'm grateful for. But the rule about this particular practice that we started about this time was that every day you have to find a new thing to be grateful for. So I often would say, you know, I'm like. Um, Lewis and Clark out there scouting for miracles. You know, I've got to report to my possibility posse every day. Something oh amazing that happened to me yeah. the day before. So that's basically how that started. And at the time, we were just doing that, you know, doing this uh, blessing thing, you know, or sending, you know, saying the gratitudes. But then I, you know, would always start out with that affirmation. I thought, well, that's step one and step two. And it's so easy. It's, it's so, so simple, easy. but it can literally rewire your life. I mean, it can change everything. Really? So, I mean, certainly, you know, I, in fact, I wrote what I told you, or I think I talked about the story about the writing in the sand, maybe EQ, because the squirt had already been out, so I couldn't have written about it there. Yeah. But I think once I started doing the AA 2.0 practice, I started focusing more on gratitude. This book... I, you know, became literally an international bestseller. It's been translated into 40 languages. It was number one on the New York Times bestseller list. But the interesting thing about it, it I had written the exact same book called, and I called it God Doesn't Have Bad Hair Days, I don't know, <laughs> six, seven, eight years earlier. So it, and you know, and I, you know, did all the affirmations, I'm going to be on Oprah, blah, 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 blah. And nothing happened. But once I started changing my frequency and I started becoming more grateful, yeah. Then, of course, I felt guided to bring the book back out because I always loved that book. You know, I didn't worry too much about it. You know, it didn't take off like I wanted it to. Yeah. So I got busy. I wrote the three books for National Geographic, you know, but just kept, I don't know that I was intentionally working on my frequency, but I was intentionally becoming more grateful and, and trying to appreciate, you know, and just, it, it, you know, what happens when your frequency gets higher, you attract different things. Yeah. So anyway, when that book came out, I think I was just ready. Again, it's the same book, the exact same book. Well, the, the first book had 10 experiments. This one had nine experiments. Okay. But overall, it's the same book. And I just, um, you know, came out and, you know, it, it took off and it's, you know, it's taken me literally all over the world. So, and, But your intention was, you know, to put it out and you let go. You didn't get stuck in your collapsed wave. <laughs> like you were actually available. The wave actually took you out. I love that metaphor. Like, cause you basically allowed it to carry you. And I think that 
with those starts to the day, with your possibility posse and these wonderful gratitudes and, 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 and tied in with the whole something amazingly awesome is going to happen today, you set yourself up for success. And, and, and if you stay tight and, and listen, you're being supported. You have, a, you have this posse of, of people who, who feed you these wonderful reminders that you're Lewis and Clark and you're out there looking for all these good things to come for you. So you have that. And, and, and then so going about your experience, it makes it a little easier. Um, you know, one of the things I love, you know, was the Yabba Dabba Do corollary. And I did that and from E Cubed before I went to see Oprah and I just put it out there. And I told you, I was like, I said, if I ever, you're coming with me, Pam, I swear to God, you're coming with me. <laughs> I am taking everyone like with me, like literally, I love the collaboration and I really do believe and it's in my memoir you were with me and it was all about the field of infinite potentiality and and how you know my friend mari came about and my friend karen came about all these people that this beautiful you know take the way of taking you instead of collapsing on you which is a lovely feeling and then you know which also turned to shine and where you were our first speaker with amy butler and you've written with amy butler now and her magazine blossom too so it's this beautiful unfolding of collaboration of people who have this really incredible high vibration um and one of the things that you know certainly i would wanted to bring up is you know the opportunities come about when you ask and also the 222 foundation I, and i really want to bring up and shine some beautiful light on this because what you're doing with that right now is an incredible gift to so many more people to know your daughter in a way that you get to share her. So I'm putting up right now the picture of your two children. Oh. <laughs> and also from the first shine that we had, and then you're also something amazingly awesome is going to happen today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the 222 Foundation so you can educate the people as to what beautiful things you are in fact doing with it. Yeah, I started my daughter, Jasmine, whose birthday is in two days, and she would have been 27, but two years ago she passed, actually a week after her 25th birthday, it was a total shock, she had a cerebral aneurysm, and I mean, we were literally texting on the phone, we were gonna go see the movie Stars Born, and the next thing I know, there's a policeman at my tour, and they're, you know, she's at the hospital, they're life flighting her to Kansas City. So it was the biggest shock um, in my entire life. So, you know, I'm still adjusting to all of that, but we had a little thing with the number 222. When she was in junior high, she started, I don't know where she got onto this 222 thing. And she would always, I think she started a Facebook page or something, the amazingly awesomeness of 222 or whatever it was, you know, just something about 222. So her friends would call her and uh, at 222 every day, or, you know, somebody would ask her, hey, how much does this cost? And no matter how much it costs, she'd say $2.22, or they'd ask her what time it was, and she'd say 222. So anyway, it became a thing that she was really into. And so that summer, she and I, I again, as a travel writer, I, I would take her with me quite a bit on trips. We were in Alaska, and we happened to get the room number 222 at the hotel we were at. Yeah. Later that same summer, we went to London, and again, we got the hotel room 222. So then she and I, throughout her life, we were always, um, like, I'd see a 222 somewhere, and I'd send her a picture, and it was just a thing. It became our thing. In fact, I think at East Squared, I talked to people, or I, I mentioned the story about Taz and I, and I mean, to this day, people are always sending me their pictures of 222 and people feel like, you know, Taz, is, you know, it's like a little sign from Taz. Yeah. But anyway, so after she passed, I mean, this idea came to me that I was going to start, you know, a 222 foundation. So every year on February 22nd, which of course is 222, um, I give away um, an award. And I, so what it is, it's we have three criteria for what we look for. And um you know, the biggest thing is we want to change consciousness. Okay. We really want to change consciousness. We believe all people are generous and want to give. Mm -hmm. And then we also believe creativity is a real big facet of this. So the first year, you know, again, she passed in October and 222 came up, you know, four months later. But I had gone to the Taj Mahal. I, I was already booked before this all happened. And it's like, oh my gosh, do I still go to India? Because I was going to participate in this Tribes for Good. And I mean, I thought, oh, I cannot go. But I called my um, best friend from college and I said, you know, I don't know if I can do this or not, you know, after just having lost tests. But if you go with me, you know, I think I can do it. So she went with me. 
we did the thing with tribes but then we ended up going to the Taj Mahal to Agra and we get there and our guide there had informed us that the person this great memorial is to was it a woman named Mumtaz her name was Taz mm-hmm. and it took 22,000 workers 22 years to build this great testament to love this Taj Mahal so we did end up leaving some of her ashes there but what ended up happening then we left there and we went to a place called Shiro's Hangout and it's a bunch of it's it's a, a kind of a coffee shop little lunch counter whatever not really counter but mm-hmm. and it's run by women who are I hate to use the word victims but they've had acid thrown on them literally had their faces melted off with acid it's a thing they still do sometimes in India where these guys you know they didn't produce a male heir or whatever so these guys will take acid and throw it on these women and of course it melts their skin it disfigures them and so it was just a beautiful thing that these women decided to come out of hiding because typically when that kind of thing happens to you, you go into hiding and they are out there giving their love making this food it's all free i mean people do tend to you know give them some money but they were getting ready to be moved there was a something with construction there so to do the first award rather than take pitches because i really didn't have time to do that so the first year we gave the first award to the shiro's hangout and help them move mm-hmm. you know they've got a whole new facility now and the painting on the wall and everything and it's a beautiful creative place so it's exactly what Taz would have loved i mean again she was into changing consciousness she was into loving with a full and open heart all these women really did do that so that was the first year the second year which is you know 2020 so i guess we're looking at 2021 so um we funded three projects one of them was a forest of 2222 trees because again you know with global warming and everything it's like this is a good way to have some trees and then we also funded a school in Nepal um uh so that was another the Tazgrout uh school in Nepal and then we also funded a project a random acts of money uh thing out in uh Washington this woman she folds up all these little dollar bills and then she puts these kind of cool notes like something amazingly awesome will happen to you or you are loved or whatever and so she made these beautiful little art pieces with her kindergarten class and they you know they left these all around to kind of give people a message of hope and that was something Taz and I had done you know just in fact it was one of the experiments in my book well you know it just feels good to give i mean that's what we really want to do everybody thinks they want to get things but we really want to give and so and Taz was a master at that and you know we did a lot of that together so that was the third project we funded last year and as i said i'm about to open up the um applications for the award for 222 of 21 so that's that's what i do with the 222 foundation the little logo that you can see down there with that pan or that circle whatever a beautiful person um made that for me an artist made made that logo for me i've had so many amazing things happen a woman an artist from um hamburg germany she wrote to me soon after tas passage said every year or every week for the next 52 weeks i am going to paint a flower and yeah. blow a little glass butterfly yeah and you know when she first said she was going to do that i thought Oh that's so sweet so nice but who would follow through for yeah. an entire year but indeed she did for an entire year every saturday yeah she's in hamburg germany so i'd get up saturday morning and there would be a picture that she had painted that that week and then the little glass butterfly she did and then after she had done all 52 weeks she literally um auctioned them off and then you know donated all the money to the 222 foundation So anyway just so many things have happened but this other day I got a a note from a guy who said you know in that book Think and Grow Rich remember how Napoleon Hill talks about having this invisible council you know he had one with Lincoln or um Luther Burbank and Abraham Lincoln and various people so this guy in Manchester England decided that he was going to have a council and he had people on there like John Lennon and Groucho Marx and all these kind of fun interesting people but he sort of had this thought that he was going to put Taz on his council so he just recently sent me this painting oh you know, of Taz sitting there with all these people is so, so i mean Taz has really touched people's lives all over the world it's really kind of an amazing thing um and she did you know in her physical life too but i just have to think that there for whatever reason she's you know able to do whatever she needs to do from the non-physical realm and i'm not saying it has been easy for me it's been you know like i said the most challenging thing ever i'm you know a single parent she's my only child i mean it really 
it just so rocked my world. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, again, I'm the person that's grateful all the time. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, so how did this happen to me? Yeah. So anyway, um, so anyway, that's that's kind of the story behind the 222 Foundation. I do, you know, I if I could share the picture from your um, your Facebook page of you and Taz of that, just just if you don't mind, I would love to oh, share sure. what she looks like. Um, and this picture is absolutely stunning of the both of you. I love oh. it. It is so much fun, and it shows. And literally, you know, I I I, I hear what you're saying, and the wonderful, beautiful thing is because you shared it in your book how she changed your consciousness too when she came into the world and and literally uh, you know how how um she's engaged your life and and i know her through you but like you said there's something otherworldly that she's able to do and i always you know i i lost my mother and it was very impactful but i can't imagine losing a child at all i i don't even want to even you know think i'm anywhere near that but you know in in light of what you were saying with the woman from hamburg germany i bought three paintings did you? I did. I bought three. I gave two to my sister and I kept one for myself because of the butterfly and because what the butterfly means to me in relationship to my mother. So, and this beautiful flower and, and what she did was she gave me the explanation of the flower and the yeah. spirituality of the flower too, which was amazing. So, you know, and, and plus I, I wanted to, to share, we have in your daughter's honor because of you, and also because of how she's literally impacted the world, we give through Shine now the Good Neighbor Award in Taz's name. It's the Taz Grout's Good Neighbor Award. And last year we did it in conjunction with the Parkland girls who won the Shine Ambassadors and Denise Lane was our assistant. But we did it at 222. So it's this whole, you know, karmic, beautiful circle of, of her life. And this particular beautiful woman who is the, this year's recipient. She is the executive director of Overtown Optimist Club, dealing with kids who wouldn't normally think that they had this field of infinite potentiality and where she can step in and then we can empower her. And then I give a donation to the foundation in, 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 in the name of our good neighbor for the year. So it's this beautiful, like you said, it's like, and, and, and you don't understand why things are happening at the same time. But it's kind of like I don't know. You're you're still fresh. I was not where you are, where I was able to actually function. <laughs> you know, it really impacted me because you know I don't know. I think maybe I'm just incredibly, I don't know. People are always saying, can't you just snap out of it? And it's just not fair because everybody has their their path to walk. And and certainly the fact that you were so prepared with all your wonderful you know course of miracle work and everything that you've done that you you can speak to her still today and and um i wanted to ask you a little bit about empowered through service because all the time you do act out of service i i see how you are with people and and your energy is really just really good and you like you say the generosity of spirit and a lot of times, I think especially now, what we're all going through, we're all like, oh, what about you know me and fearful and and like protecting what is yours and not trusting the other and and not allowing to come to the table to have a conversation about the differentiality when you can find the unity. But you're never like that. You welcome the the conversation and you welcome the the, the unity in the division. And I, I love. I don't know if you want to share the socks, but I I love the socks. You know, it's just kind of like acknowledging i see people and i see their path and i see their struggle and at the same time allowing the beautiful of what of what you write by version of your your travel books as well as as your spirituality books because both are the world and i go there's nothing really different about it it's just you know how one one's perspective so um i would love for you to tell us a little bit more about your vision as you engage the extraordinariness of other people who show up in your world. You know, I I want to think that I, you know, bring that out in people, but I think it's really important for me to see that light in every person. Sometimes um, it's difficult. <laughs> you know, again, we have these collapsed waves of how we see certain people and particularly people that we've had history with and different things like that. But there's always a light shining in every person. I mean, that's shine. That's your beautiful 
you know, motto and everything. And to be able to look at a person and to draw that out because we all can draw that out of other people. And even if they're not aware of it, bone white within themselves, it is our job to see that and to amplify it because every person has it. Mm. You know, it may be darkened by their beliefs or their thoughts or whatever, but if we can shine a big enough light, all it takes, you know, is one little match, mm. you know, to light a room. And so, you know, I just feel like that's one of my jobs, missions, whatever you want to call it, is to try to see that light in every person no matter what. And I will not say it's easy, <laughs> but I do believe it's possible. And I do believe that's one of the most beautiful things we can do for the planet. You know, we were talking earlier about, you know, like us here, you know, we're like one hologram of the entire planet. So the more we can do just us, yeah. you know, our group right here um, is to, you know, spread that love and to look for, look for that light. And it is powerful because it does go out into the bigger universe and, and you know, get people looking for the light. So I feel like every interaction, everything we do is important. And um, so anytime we can do those interactions with love, with light, that's going to be, you know, contributing to the benefit of the planet. That's amazing. And, and I wanted to, I wanted to put this up here because, oh goodness, what did I do? Ah, what did I do? What did I do? Hang on one second. Uh, there we go. This is literally, ah, oh, there you are. There you are. Your beautiful face is back. This oh, is something that you said. And I think it's, it's something that if we all in October of 2020 do this, just do this in empowered service to yourself, to others. If you want to be crazy, strong, electromagnetic for, electromagnet for love, be playful, be astonished and be grateful. And that's what you're saying. You're like, you know, you know, don't see the other as an enemy of yours. See them as this light that just wants to burst out. They just need permission. And that is what you do. That is really what you do, because even when you spoke to shine at the outset, you were giving people permission to do the happy dance. You were giving yeah. people permission to stand in their beautiful potential and, and just be authentically themselves. That is really what you do in your writing by these scientific experiments to give people the permission to just get playful with their days and the whole idea about being grateful and, and just the whole idea about what you're serving the the world right now through the foundation. I, I, I love, this is my favorite part of the show because I know that you're extraordinary and I get to share you with all these extraordinary people. And that is amazing because, you know, I, you know, some of my guests are like, I don't think I'm extraordinary. And I said, Oh yes, you are. Because something that you're going to say, do you have that light that you can pass on to another person? That's exactly what you said. So embracing a path that allow each of us to gain a perspective through serving others like you are doing what do you think is the one thing that will move us all forward in this certain time to something better move us all forward um well again i think being grateful for each moment i mean if that's one thing taz's death taught me it's like yeah. don't wait to say i love you to someone oh. don't wait to that's hug the person to forgive to do those things that we think, oh yeah, we'll do that tomorrow or I'll do that another day. I mean, this moment is what we know. And it, mm -hmm. the more we can live in this moment and make the most of this moment, say as much light <laughs> in this moment, you know, it, it, it's good for the world. So I think really just getting in the moment and really truly appreciating the beauty that's right here. I mean, how cool is this? Yeah that I'm here in Kansas, you're in Florida, and other people are who knows where, and yeah. we're all, you know, together here talking. I mean, that's just a miraculous thing. I So I, I just think the more we focus on so many wonderful things, and I think we've learned to take so many things for granted. I mean, in fact, our heart is beating. Just the right amount of oxygen is out here on the planet. I mean, yes, there's some things going on that might be challenging right now, but so many things are working just perfectly. I mean, all these trees and plants, you know, we expel um, carbon dioxide, it processes that. I mean, it's all set up here to work so perfectly, yet we're, you know, busy 
bitching because I don't know, <laughs> whatever it might be about, you know, but yet there's so many things that are going right for us, even yeah. during this time. And, and it is, you know, we animate into our lives wherever we put our attention, whatever we put our attention upon. So it's just, you know, a real uh, intention of mine is to try to put my, uh, my attention um, on possibilities and on the, the, you know, playful astonishment, great gratitude to look at my little quote up there. So yeah, we can all do that. Yeah. And, and, you know, the fact is that when you're astonished about the fact that you're still breathing, like literally you're like other people are dying for breath right now and you have that full breath, like to take advantage in the present moment. I love that you say that. And I think that, you know, the kind of conversations that extraordinary people like you can bring to the world can be a catalyst for understanding other people to actually focus on what you just said. What a gift it is to say, I love you to someone. What a gift it says, I forgive you. We can get past this. Let's look for the mutuality and the possibilities that already exist, which is, you know, one of the best things about authors I, that you that can actually, you know, with the book, you know, open up your mind to different perspectives. And and I, I, you know, when D. Brewer saying it's all about gratitude and and you know the wonderful positive thoughts that we put out there certainly will come back to us. And I think that that's why I was talking to the beginning today. I would I refused to watch the news. I refuse. I was not going to let that infiltrate this time that I had with you. Because for me, this is really precious time, this precious moment that we can share with each other and anyone else who decides to join us. And I wanted to honor that as well. So I wanted to bring in the whole manifesting of the show into the everything. And I wanted to, you know, get playful, you know, be playful, be astonished, be grateful now. You know, what is most important to you? to bring into your life now, manifest into your life now? Well, I think again, a sense of presence and to, um, you know, get up each day and, you know, ask myself, you know, what is, what would a being of light do today? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, not what, what would Pam Graff do today, but what would a <laughs> being of light do today? And, you know, we really do, it's just one day at a time, one moment at a time, and how can I choose to, you know, see the light, be the light right now and to really think about that and, and trust also, see, this is the other thing that's so great. This field of infinite potentiality, it wants to interact with us. It wants to guide us. It wants to bless us. It wants to, I mean, whatever we need, it is going to provide for us once we learn to access it and open up to it. So more than anything, I don't want to, you know, do my ideas or whatever. I want to be a channel, a satellite dish, whatever, for this bigger thing. And I want to be open to that as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that. You know, you, I love that how you use like the satellite dish. The visuals are definitely there. In your writing, you do the same thing. You bring in a lot of visual writing. So, you know, exactly like be the beam of light. What would a beam of light do? And how can we be a satellite to basically put out the good vibes into the world? Literally, that that is what can be the change that we want to see, what you're saying. So, how do you go forward in this present moment, prioritizing what's coming up in today, tomorrow, the next day, then what would be your advice for people who are, you know, looking to the, you know, in the present, looking to the future and visualizing perhaps something that they want to see and the big ask. Oh, how, how do I recommend visualizing it or yeah, like, well, how I think visualization would be amazing, you know, at least as far as that is concerned, but what is something that you use, perhaps your tools that help you, you know, shine the light that would take you, you know, especially in what you've gone through the last two years that what's taking you forward with this, you know, you know, light inside coming out again. Well, I, I really do think, I, I think a morning practice is pretty important for me. You know, not only do I, you know, set my intentions for something amazing and awesome, but I also like to meditate to tune in to that higher frequency. Yeah. So I think if we start our day in that way, it can really make a huge difference. Um, sometimes I forget, <laughs> like in the Christ of Miracles, it always says, you know, start out and just make that intention, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to, um, you know, guide your day. You know, it uses kind of those sort of that sort of terminology. Again, a little different than the terminology I typically use. But so then, if something comes up that's not the kind of day you want to see, then you just really have to ask, "Hey, help me see this differently." Yeah. So, just surrender and um, 
you know, ask to be shown differently to be like, if you see something that's making you unhappy or you're judging or whatever, you know, just really ask for help from this bigger thing to see it differently. Cause that's all we need is just a change in perception. I love that. You know, so if you see something that completely, you know, is bringing up those triggers, those, ah, you know, that, that from your childhood that you thought you put to bread to the rest a long ago. And then, you know, you meet someone along the path and they're like triggering you just perhaps like get us a little more soft around the eyes and see it perhaps from a different perspective. I like, I, I think that's an amazing way to go about your life. And certainly, you know, with the whole idea of, you know, the meditation practice that you're saying, and also, you know, start in the beginning of the morning, um, what has been a moment other than, you know, this, this, this book, you know, you know, shooting to the sky, literally and your, your name getting out there internationally. I remember you told me the story about when you went to Japan and that they had, like, they were like, they were like, just like loved you. And how amazing was that experience? You know, when you're, you're over there, did you ever in a million years think that was going to unfold for you? Yeah, that was crazy. We were met at the airport with people wearing my face on their head. You know, they made these little hats with my face on it. So that was kind of crazy. And then speaking to 1600 screaming Japanese fans. So it was, you know, I think one thing about writing this book that has touched people, it really makes the world seem a lot smaller. You know, I was already a traveler. Again, I'm a, I'm a travel writer. But, you know, when I go and I talk about these things, you know, we talk about the things like everybody wants to, you know, see the beauty. Everybody wants to you know, manifest and to know their power and to see that they can make a difference. And so it really makes you realize, you know, it's, we're all the same. We're all the same out there in the world. It, whatever differences we think we see, it's just an illusion. It's just some crazy idea we came up with. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I didn't ever expect that I'd be met at the Tokyo airport by people wearing my face on their head, but Hey, that was kind of a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, no, I've been all over like Philippines, um, Peru, I mean, just Finland, everywhere. Wow. Mexico City that they've asked me to come and speak about each word. I mean, each word and then as the other books came along too, but just this idea that there is a bigger thing that we can connect to. I mean, that's basically the idea behind it. There is something bigger than us and it wants to interact with us. Yeah. And um, I think the experiments in my book, it, you know, enable people to actually give it a whirl because I think what happens, we've known about these, ideas these principles for a long time and you go back to the bible asking you shall receive yeah but i think it's just more of a theory so i think what my book and why people like it so much is i set it up in a real concrete 48 hour time frame and people could test it out for themselves so i think that's really helpful you know don't just read about it actually let you know open yourself up to see it in your own life and i think people were just wow th this stuff really does work and i think that was why you know this book has just you know, been so popular. And, and, you know, like you're saying, things are learned when you actually read it, you say it, you read it again, and they actually do it. The application, the practice and the habits, the habits of, of expectation, you know, seeing, you know, they always say, don't expect it from others, but expect from yourself, like literally that you're going to go out there and, and be playful, be astonished, be grateful when you have that expectation from yourself. I always wanted to ask you though, what is your favorite um, what is your favorite experiment in, in either book, E squared or EQ? Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I have a favorite. I do love the due to bides. Again, because that's sort yeah. of a framework. Once you get it, that there is this force, you know, that I jokingly call the due to bides. Once you get that, it kind of can change everything. So all you really need is to get that surety. I mean, I love Albert Einstein wants to, because that's such a visual thing. Yeah. And people have put up on YouTube all these you know, videos of them doing the wants and having the thoughts and having the wants go back forth. So that's a fun one too. But I don't know, I like all the experiments. Yeah. You know, people would sometimes ask me, what's your favorite book that you've written? Well, I love all my books. So I don't know, it's, um, and, and you know, people went up and would travel, like, oh, what's your favorite country? And I would often say, well, you know, whatever country I last was too, you know, that's probably my favorite because it's most fresh in my mind. That's awesome. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of open-minded and don't usually pick favorites, I guess. Well, you know, it's like, you know, we always say, what was your favorite thing today? And I, you know, I, people are like, oh, why do I have to name something? So you can name them all. So if you're all favorites, it depends on what, what, what you need to hear at what different time of the day that you can pick it up and you can, you can speak to that again. So, I, we get to do two special things today. Um, at the beginning of the interview, I asked you to set your intention for the interview tonight and also pick a number from Magical Guide to Bliss. 
And also, I also got to pick a number from her Course of Miracles book. So it's a mutual, you know, exchange here of her beautiful words combined with mine. And I think that that is the beautiful collaboration of life that we have to look to, that your perspective of the world can benefit my perspective as well, as long as we open our ears to actually listen to each other. So without further ado, I would love if you wouldn't mind reading your book first, because that literally is what I like I get excited about my little I'll be astonished about so one second let me let me put you back up here and I get to hear so my, I chose the number 27 because my mother was born September 27th and it was just recent and I feel like it's kind of like we we cornerstone birth both birthdays between this interview because I mean and it's powered by service and I'm sure the people that we are engaging with all the time are those who model that for us because I'm sure your life, the way it's unfolded, certainly, you know, from your experience that you've gotten either positive or negatively from your experience that it speaks to you to bring that beam of light. I love that. That's my favorite thing from tonight. What would a beam of light do today? So yeah, yeah. What would a beam of light do? Well, I, you know, I think it's fun that we did this, you know, like with the different numbers or whatever. And one of the things we talked about earlier, both of what we chose, you know, that I chose the 2.2, you chose the 27. They sort of talk a little bit about a similar, you know, about you know what I say, Nikki? Well, duh. You know what I mean? It's like, why are we surprised that the universe is that interacting? Why are we surprised when we, you know, make an intention, these things happen? But right. so I like to say, well, duh. But anyway, they do kind of go together pretty well. So do you want me to just read it then? I would love to read. Mine first. Okay, number 27. Yes, please. So it's called writing a different caption, which also goes along with the theme, you know, we get to choose. Um, but okay, I always start my things with a quote, and this quote is from, there is a quiet light that shines in every heart. It goes back to that light. Mm -hmm. It is what illuminates our minds to see beauty, our desire to see possibility, and our hearts to love life. And the, the person who said that was John O'Donohue, who's an Irish poet who is no longer with us, but he's one of my very favorite poets. I love mm -hmm. him very much. But anyway, okay. Each week, the New Yorker, on the last page, offers a blank cartoon. Readers are invited to compose and submit clever captions. When I wrote this, for example, the back page featured a giant gingerbread man lying in a hospital bed with six doctors in chef hats peering down upon him. Editors choose three caption finalists and then readers vote. It never ceases to amaze me how widely varying the captions are. One simple cartoon, three astoundingly different captions. This popular contest demonstrates just how completely different individual perceptions are. Mm. We may think everyone sees the world just like we do, but all contrary, my friends. Huh. A Course in Miracles Lesson 27 um, basically says, above all else, I want to see. And, you know, that's to see the truth. Oh, wow. I want to let go of my false perceptions, oh, my it. own personally captioned cartoons. I want only to see the insanely beautiful truth in everything and everyone. The sycamore tree in my yard is literally pulsing with life. The sky overhead offers a stunning new canvas each day. Each of my fellow humanoids are, as Hafiz says, God speaking. Today I remind myself over and over again, four times an hour if possible, <laughs> that vision has no cost to anyone. And every time I truly look at life without blinders, I send innumerable blessings out into the world. That's beautiful. Oh my God, that's amazing. I just got goosebumps all over. Oh, I love it. I just put above all else I want to see. And that really is what's calling to each of us. I want to see what is what is what the reality I choose to see, which is I get to decide. I love it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read the two 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 to you because I know you're on there. Oh, good. Okay. Can I have it up here? Yeah. Go ahead. You honor me with your beautiful. Oh, this is beautiful. Uh, and I before we go on, I do want you to share um, the back of the book and tell us a little bit about the picture that is something amazingly is about to happen. What that Taz actually made a calendar for you and you put it in the book because it's absolutely beautiful. The the, the oh yeah well in, in 2018 going into 2018 Taz had created a beautiful camera she was a real artist she always made all kinds of things I was just telling Meg how my whole house is like a Taz museum because I've got her artwork everywhere everything from sculpture to paintings to just all kinds of things but on this the last page of the calendar she did like you know February like 
fantastic February, joyful January. You know, I mean, just each month. And then she made it. I mean, it's all totally homemade. It's beautiful. But on the very last page, she did this. Um, it, it, it's something amazingly awesome, but it's all the letters of the alphabet. And when Taz and I were in Barcelona in 2016, I believe it was, um, I went over there. We call it Tasman Fest, you know, her the, the week of her birthday. But so we were sitting one time drinking sangria or something. And I said, you know, I've been saying that something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me for so long. I'm ready to say something different. And, you know, after you say something over and over again, it just kind of goes in one ear out the other. Yeah. So we came up with an, it, it basically, it's like something bodaciously brilliant, something captivatingly cosmic, something outrageously over the top. You know, so anyway, we went through the whole alphabet. And so she made this poster. And so my editor allowed me to put this in the book. It's actually on the front cover. It's also on the back cover. And I was inter somebody was interviewing me the other day. And while we were, uh, while we were doing it, she ripped it off and she hung it up, you know, put on the wall but but anyway so it kind of makes a good little poster and there's one on the front and there's one on the back so i'm gonna so do anyway, it anyway there's that it. so she sent me the picture i'm gonna put it in the feed afterwards so everybody can have how many ways you want to say in the morning when you do your two-point process something amazingly is about to happen and she gives you a whole alphabet listed out from taz a gift to all of you as to how many things you can say to bring that perspective into your life on a daily basis, which I think is just amazing. And I, 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 I have the book Think and Grow Rich, and I do. I saw that, and it was just fantastic. And I actually put it up in in the black and white because I pulled it from your page. But I, I, I think it definitely speaks to the color of what she's all about with this art history and and the creativity. So for sure, I'm going to make sure everyone gets to see it afterwards. Um, and you picked well. What was your so? My intention was to have fun because I really needed after everything that's going on in the world, I needed to be just light, literally light. I needed to feel levity. And this is exactly what's happening. And then you send above all else, I want to see. And with the beautiful words that you're saying. So thank you for that gift. That was a, I felt light and that was amazing. And that's what this whole interview is about is to bring light. So what was your intention tonight when we started off? With our, As our, I recall, I also said to have a good time, let's have fun, and to change the aperture, I think is how I said it, just a different way of seeing things differently. Yeah. So if we can just change the aperture, or open the aperture a little bit, that was my intention that, you know, anybody that might happen to tune in, we can open the aperture, change the aperture a little bit. So those were my, you know, have fun and, and do that. So that was my yeah. intention. Her, uh, and her choice was 222, of course, which is... Of the foundation and and the numbers that Taz and and then Pam would always contemplate, and the quote for that or the actual theme for that is "Free your mind to believe in possibility," which I couldn't imagine a better quote for for you and for your life and for your path and for your journey. And of course, it's Morpheus today from the movie The Matrix, and it says, "I'm trying to free your mind, but I can only show you the door. You're the one who has to walk through it." Mm -hmm. which is incredibly powerful because you get to decide what it is, how you want to live your life. And it goes on to say, why must we punish ourselves with sabotaging thoughts? What will it take for us to free ourselves from our own self-imposed mental slavery? Can we use our imagination to free our minds and connect with the love in our hearts to liberate our lives? Why not take a chance and try it? Stand up straight and imagine releasing the weight of the world off your shoulders. Feel lighter and give love. Open your eyes and see the many doors just waiting to be opened to offer us a different path on the journey. Look around and see other individuals as co-creators with you. Feel lifted and receive love. The mind aligned with optimism is a powerful tool. A heart filled with love is even more commanding. When the mind is coupled with the heart, this combination is something to behold. Obstacles fade away, negativity subsides, and possibilities spring anew. We can make the choice to free our minds to believe in the potential that we know in our hearts. The door is right in front of us, but that door can only be shown to us. It is ultimately our decision whether to walk through it. So what is going? What is it going to be? If we free our minds to believe in the possibility of a wonderful things to come, the rest will follow. There is gentle salvation when we allow our minds to be free from the chains that bind as we connect to the love that awaits us. And the magical key is free your mind to believe in possibility. 
And I can't mm. imagine a better thing between your Course of Miracles beautiful book and then this together. It's that collaboration that really allows both of us to be beams of light in this world that so desperately needs it. And all of you who are on with us, please share your light because that's what's going to save you and it's going to save the rest of us. So final inspiration goes to you, Pam. Send us all away, send us all out there with just one more thing added on to the so many things you've already shared tonight. That's just going to allow us to step back and think in this present moment, hold on to that. So take it away. Oh, wow. What pressure. I know. <laughs> I would say just to really, really focus, you know, for the next few days about just how much love is it within your heart, not only coming at you from the universe, but also coming from you. Mm -hmm. And just to spend some time looking for those signs. Um, again, we animate into our lives, whatever we're putting our attention upon. So just put some attention on um on the light within you, the love within you in the next couple of days and just see what shows up for you. I think everybody will is, is due for a really beautiful surprise. I love it. And please share it with us after you do, because more you share those wonderful things that you're grateful for, like she was saying with her power posse of possibility, the better off we all get to start looking for those things that we can pay attention to that will, li will lighten our lives and levitate our world. I can't tell you how grateful I am for this evening. Thank you so much, Pam. It's a wonderful way to start this Empowered by Service. Happy birthday to your beautiful daughter. Thank you for her light that you share with all of us. I also want to thank all of you, the audience, for being here with us tonight, that we actually go out there and be those beams of light and do exactly what she says. Think about the love that we're giving out and coming at us, and then be more present to that and engage that in something really beautiful, amazingly awesome. The whole alphabet will come our way and you'll be one of those people who will say, thank God I was able to see that. So remember, we're all here to be deliberate creatives of our life. Dream big and let's all raise the vibration on the planet so we can live blissfully. Enjoy the magic and miracles. Shine your beautiful light. And until next time, manifest the beautiful, most beautiful life you can imagine. Love yourself exactly where you are and continue to spread it on to other people. Thank you so much again, Pam. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful evening and happy October to all of you. Empowered through service. Remember that. Generosity of spirit will get you further than anything you can ever imagine. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much, Pam. Thank you. <laughs>